0: Uganda is a conducive environment to drive uh, digitization. So it's not a policy-constraining environment, it's actually a policy-enabling environment. And that's one of the biggest advantages. Uh, and that's what's going to drive um, growth in digital in Uganda.
1: Do you aspire for a booming middle-class economy? Listen along to understand what turns the wheels of Uganda's economy with our lineup of credible influencers in their field. Thank you, everyone, for coming back to the podcast on Uganda. Before we go any further, I'd like to shout out to our sound engineer, Mkose Juma from Siton Studio. Thank you so much, boy. They say the road to Africa's future growth is paved with e-payments. But like many other African countries, Uganda is still a cash economy. With the increased penetration of smartphones and emergence of companies, there are a lot of fintech companies And I'm so excited to have someone special onto the podcast who's going to tell us everything about what he does. So I'm your host, Agi Patricia Turomwe, a communication specialist with at 20 Marketing. And today, the sector segment of the podcast on Uganda brings us an exciting brand with a good reputation with KPMG. Those who know, know. (laughs) If you know, you know. For delivering a great experience with seamless payments. So... Drum roll. <laughs> Allow me to welcome Moses Avinda, one of the Ugandans hosting our flag. Hi. So Avinda is a COO at Cellulant, and he'll be painting a picture of what and how systems like Cellulant work. Avinda, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Adi. It's a pleasure to have you, and it's a pleasure to be speaking to young people across uh, your network.
1: Yeah, So briefly paint a picture for us on how online payment services work like Cellulant. How does it work? Yeah. If I purchase a dress online, what happens in the back end and what's your role in that?
0: Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Aggie, for the question. So it's actually not complicated. So what um, a payment gateway does or an online payment platform does is that it has integrations to what we call stores of value. And stores of value is where you keep your money. So everyone keeps their money either on a mobile money wallet or they keep their money in a bank account. Uh, So what we do is that we have integrations or connections to those stores of value. So these are mobile money companies, uh, these are banks, these are the card networks. So we think about them, Visa, MasterCard. What we do as a payment platform is create an, uh, a platform to enable those payments to be successful. So when you go online and you find a payment option, then pay with a mobile money network in Uganda's context, pay with uh, MTN, pay with Airtel, wow. um, pay with Visa or Mastercard. So what is happening is that that request comes to us. Uh, we send a request to that store of value, and then if you have money on your on your account. Uh, that transaction becomes successful, we report back to the merchant, within the merchant this customer has completed the transaction, uh, fulfilled the service. So we are the software behind uh, enablement of payments uh, on merchant platforms. Yeah, I hope that is a bit simpler for everyone to understand.
1: And I don't think we want to get into the details of the merchant platforms because the previous guests no, no. I was telling us no one needs to know what happens in the back end. So today we'll spare that and just dive into what what our uptake is like in digital or mobile payments in Uganda.
0: So I think there's a, there are two ways to look at that. One is what you call mobile money or mobile payment adoption, mm-hmm. and these payments could be if you look at them as cash in, cash out, withdrawing money off an ATM. That's digital. Uh, sending money to your colleague. Uh, P2P transfers, either by, by a bank or mobile money. So that is actually well-penetrated. So you find um, in the ranges of over 30, 40% um, above. So there are very many people with mobile money accounts, a uh, good number of people with uh, bank accounts, and they can be able to state payments. Amongst themselves for P2P or to withdraw and accept deposits. But what is still in the early stages is what we would call real merchant payments. How many people pay for their goods and services Using mobile money platforms, using card platforms, or from a bank account. Um, I think Uganda today is strongly heavy still a cash economy. People still love to hold money in their in their hands. Even with the with COVID that came and uh, uh, tried to prohibit people from using cash, the penetration is of mobile money payments or, or digital payments. Sorry, is still below twenty percent. Uh, interestingly, I think it's slightly over 15%. So when you see McKinsey report on even Africa's levels around 19%. So the penetration is really, really still low uh, because not many uh, customers have adopted uh, the confidence that actually I can pay for services online and I will still receive my goods. So it's a big knowledge gap that is required uh, to be filled uh, by some uh, businesses like us. So that's what mainly... Uh, payment software companies or payment gateways do, just to make sure we bridge that gap, create that enablement, and then build confidence in uh, different uh, customers to, for them to start allowing to ex, um, expose their payment details online. So it's still quite low at this point in time in Uganda, even across Africa.
1: I mean, having mentioned that, so digital really is becoming mainstream, right? And the capital <laughs> follows opportunities. So would you, I'm, I'm really curious about the opportunities within this ecosystem for investment, so, for skills,
0: all of it. So the fintech space is actually the fastest growing across um, across Africa. And it's great for two fundamental reasons. One, uh, every now and then people have convenience. Um, it is becoming more complex uh, over time for people um, to always move to physical uh, premises for them to be served for their normal daily needs, uh, their daily necessities. And what that means is that over time, people continue to invest in that drive for convenience. How do I make sure that you have no reason uh, to carry cash Um, with all that theft and fraud involved, uh, with all the security around it? uh, How do I ensure that you continue to have all your money digitally you continue to accept online payments, so there are a lot. There's a lot of investments and many payment companies are coming in Africa. Uh, but on top of that, um, the world now is even investing in Africa, mainly in payments. I think uh, fintech is the highest receiver of, um, of funding across across the world now. Most people are investing heavily in fintech. I think in I think over a billion dollars, like last year, came into Africa, targeted to uh, drive fintech uh, adoption. Across uh, across Africa. So there's still high opportunity, number one, for investors to drive that adoption because it's valuable at the end of the day. That's number one. Number two, different merchants uh, have over time gotten to realize that the more digital they become, the more profitable they are because you reduce a lot of operational risk. Um, you don't have to now set up. Uh, 10 stores for your business. Um, You can have one store and still be able to produce uh, to serve um, thousands of customers. So your operational costs of uh, basic things like rent, um, human resource, uh, electricity, uh, water bills, ETC can be saved. So many people are now investing to having their businesses online, uh, but also they are willing to invest in having their uh, customers paid digitally. Uh, because the cost of cash is very high. You give me cash in my shop, um, by the time I move it to my bank account or to my mobile main, uh, network, I don't know what will happen in between. Yeah. So people don't mind paying a small fee to be able to digitize their payment, uh, the payments on their for their businesses. So there's a lot of opportunity and that opens up uh, lots of uh, need for people to understand uh, what digital means, um, there's a lot of different companies now looking out for developers, IT, IT specialists, to be able to build platforms, sustain them, be able to build security around them so people can be at peace and have to invest um, all their business, to transform with a big share of their business online on digital spaces. So there's a lot of opportunity, number one, for investors, uh, for businesses, um, but even for people now. Most of the fintechs are listing on the stock exchange, so people can invest their money there and start to grow and be part of the growth uh, growth curve of fintech. So it's a big opportunity across, uh, and it's just the beginning.
1: Yeah and we we definitely did see banks downsize on uh, different branches i know at least for stanchart they they did reduce on the the branches they had and then they did, they they diverted us onto their online platforms so i definitely think you're right and i think for the convenience and the time saved it's it's very okay for someone to pay 7000 just to cash out from an ATM opposed to like waiting in a long queue.
0: So actually if, if you notice over time, most most banks are now investing. Like if you see more than 50% of their close to 70% of their budgets now are driving online, are driving digitization. They're even becoming now uh, strategic partners of payment gateways to facilitate um, that transition. Because if anyone does not now fit into the digital wave, they'll be left out. It's to be a matter of time. So that's why there are more partnerships, Um, that's why it is easy for banks and MNOs uh, to accept more payment gateways, because that also drives the adoption uh, of their services.
1: If you haven't already, check out Cellulant, what they do, um, if you're interested in this conversation. So Cellulant offers multiple payment options for multiple services provided by various mountains. So tell us a little bit about your products.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Aki. That's an interesting question always to answer. (laughs) So, so Sayuland, first of all, is um, a Pan-African payments uh, business. Um, We have um, services uh, in over 35 African countries. Mm -hmm. Um, We serve um, all categories of Uh, customers or businesses. We serve large merchants uh, in in local, uh, regional and global, the likes of Emirates, the likes of Kenya Airways. Uh, We serve uh, like Jumia, your friends in Uganda, Um, serve them across different markets. So one of the biggest things that makes sale and stand out is that we have the highest uh, connectivities to different stores of value or call them payment methods across Africa, over 235 payment methods. So, yeah, so what makes us different is that you know that you can come to uh, more than 30 African countries and you have a business and you want to collect from any of your customers, and you know, Sayland is there to facilitate that for you. That is what is at the core of our business. And, and because of those integrations to banks, to uh, Visa, MasterCard, uh, Union Bay, all the cards that you can think about, Uh, across uh, more than 30 African countries, Um, and even mobile money operators, more than 40 mobile money uh, operators. Mm -hmm. We are able to provide um, five major products, or call them value propositions, um, one of them is uh, what we call checkout, which is a, which is simply enabling online payments. So if you've ever bought a ticket online and you paid online, there was a software behind uh, that payment. It could have been yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: if you ever paid your DSTV bill, uh, your water bill, and you paid it online, um, there was a software behind that. It could have been cellular. And we do that for the likes of Market choice uh, across Africa. We do it for most of the local uh, utility companies across Africa. Yeah. So that's what, what we call bill payments. Um, we have an interesting product now, just to make sure we drive even uh, adoption of digital on premise. Now, we notice that uh, Africa is still 90 percent uh, in-store payment heavy. So ideally most of the payments happen in the store. So even when we are driving digital and online, most of the business still happens in retail. So we have a product which we call uh, proximity payments. So we facilitate um, payments in your stores. If you're in Uganda, you could have seen pay with Ting. We have our, our go-to-market brand is called Ting, T-I-N-W-G. Yeah. So what we do is that instead of uh, the key key proposition there is that because there are so many stores of value or so many payment options, you enter a pharmacy or a restaurant or a supermarket, and you find different pay bill numbers, account numbers through which you can pay. They will stick, you have maybe in Uganda's context, you have a mobile a pay bill for MTN, a pay bill for Airtel, a pay bill for uh, Standard Bank, for Centenary. You have a, then you have a, a Visa, Mastercard. It, so what we do is that we aggregate those into one pay bill, so that with the thing you're able to make, to pay from any store of value. And that's so valuable for merchants because number one, they're able to track their payments, one payment provider. So when they have an issue with any payment, for whatever reason, they don't have to call all those uh, companies. They just have to talk to sailors. And we also give them what to call reconciliation tools. At the end of the day, you can see uh, what did I sell? How much did I make today? Um, then we settle their money into one account. They don't have to wait for uh to be settled by uh payment option A, B, C, D into their accounts. We are gonna get that into one account. So that is coming out to be a very, very relevant driver of digitization. Yeah. So people do not have now to struggle to um pay. So if I'm if I'm on MTN and maybe the merchant does not have an MTN pay bill number, then he has to look, go and withdraw money and pay. So no, no, no just as long as you have. Your store, your money in any store of value, we facilitate it. And that is, is, has been very successful uh, so far in Zambia, in Nigeria, in, Z- in uh, Ghana, in Tanzania, and it's beginning to take off in Uganda. We launched it just a month ago.
1: And yes. we and
0: noticed, that is one of the ways to drive adoption. So that is, those are like the, the three critical products. The fourth one is a simple one that once, once the merchant has received his money. Uh, we give him a, 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 an ability for him to pay out to multiple people at the same time. So you have, let's say, 20 staff. You want to pay them, you not have now to initiate a transaction one at a time. Just give him a platform where he inputs the the numbers and amount he wants to pay, and by just one click, everyone receives their money. And of course, we so those ones we add a lot of uh, value adds. The way you think about them, we add um, a messaging engine uh, for him to be able to do promotions and promote their business. There's a lot more that we do. So, our objective as Solant is that everyone in Africa digitize it, and we believe that the more you digitize, uh, we drive more prosperity because we prevent more fraud. Uh, you become more secure. You, all your money is, is protected. Uh, merchants get to see more of their transactions and their payments, and with that information then they are able to start getting facilities like loans uh, from banks, because all the information now is tracked and and visible, and that's one of the things that we feel once done so well across our business, we are able to digitize payments for all retailers across Africa, then access to finance will not be a problem, and over time, Will get out of poverty just because by that because of because of that facility will have given uh, access of their performance and financial records and their reporting and people become more real professional businesses. So that's yeah. at the center like that does across wow. all the categories of
1: customers. Amazing! You guys are doing the most. You are doing too much, <laughs> too much. And you spoke about value addition, right? And you once read an article on how. Uh, the future of banking is is transforming dramatically, right? And um, yeah, so tell us about the omni-channel going beyond internet banking, SMS, mobile banking. What has really transitioned? Tell us about that.
0: As time goes by, people want to... um, There are traditional ways of driving digital. And people now have come from a scenario of saying that my payments are always going to be through a bank account. Mm. Um, So... What banks have done over time is transition now that footfall into a bank to an an online presence. And then what they do that once you're online on a digital platform, now you have the ability to do transactions through the most famous digital channels. Now we know everyone is on WhatsApp. So it doesn't shock you that you see a lot of WhatsApp banking. Um, everyone is, uh, on, on Facebook, everyone is on Instagram. Uh, people now are adopting, uh, linking their payments, um, through the available channels. Um, so we see everyone now converting from, call them the traditional so-called physical footprints, um to the online channels fitting into your customer behavior so that we just map your journey, where do you spend most of your time? Then we want to make sure that we simplify um, digitization of payments to fit into that uh, journey. If you're always on WhatsApp, we should make uh, transactions more feasible on WhatsApp. Um, people are using apps, is now the word of the day. Uh, so you download an app and be able to do anything uh, biometrics are now simplifying security. So you find that you have the app with your facial recognition, you can be able to the transaction and complete it. So everyone is moving from uh, just having disjointed, um, they may call them disjointed channels of uh, payments, disjointed channels of digitization, to uh, just feeding into the customer's uh, preferred channel. And that is what makes. That's where that's where we're going to start scaling, because now we are shifting from what we thought was traditional, yeah. and, and which is a a cake at this point in time, and say, where does a customer spend most of this time? So let's fit into that journey. That is now uh, what, the, that's a transition on digital. That's what's happening, that's what's different. And that's what most banks are doing. That's what yeah. most merchants are doing. And that's yeah. what payment companies like us come to facilitate.
1: Yeah, and that's being able to adapt to the times and become agile as the as the as the time goes by. Okay, so like you said, um, your goal is to really facilitate more transactions between more people so that all of us can live better lives, right? Um, yeah. What policies have you encountered? Especially, you have a footprint in Uganda. You're in Kenya. You're based in Kenya. What policy issues are there in Uganda that? Hinder operations?
0: Yeah, so I think actually Uganda is one of the few uh, more conducive um, uh, countries in terms of regulation that uh, facilitates actual digitalization. Um, I think if you, if you know that um, until around about towards the end of last year, um, there was no Payment Systems Act, and the government was um, very flexible enough uh, to allow payment businesses like us uh, mm-hmm. to still facilitate online and digital payments, um, with, of course, some being controlled, controlled regulation. And remember, we are processing payments through banks, through mobile money companies that are very heavily regulated. So, uh, all the financial institutions in the country are regulated by the central bank. So, actually, Uganda is one of the few countries in Africa that. Has eased um, the adoption of payments. Now, with more of now the Payments Act, uh, all of us are now uh, beginning to adopt uh, the new Payment Act and just to make sure that we build more um, uh, footprint of digital payments across the country. So it's not um, as long as we you are, you can confirm that you you're, you're secure, you're protecting customer data. Um, People, people's payments are not at risk, um, then Uganda is a conducive environment to drive uh, digitization. So it's not a policy constraining environment. It's actually a policy enabling environment. And that's one of the biggest advantages. Uh, and that's what's going to drive um, growth in digital in Uganda. And that is why for us on our side, what we've made sure we invest in heavily, is our security protocols and our security certifications to make sure that people can comfortably transact online and be so sure that their data is secure, they are safe, and they don't have to worry. And that's why we are trusted by most banks and by uh, almost all EMinos.
1: How about the infrastructure to enable your activities?
0: Yeah, so so I think the biggest value that we stand today is that uh, Sayland has been in operation for more than, I think, 18 years. So we built a very strong payment infrastructure across different markets. So it's that uh, payment platform that we build on uh, to facilitate everything. The most important, once that is in place, now the most important thing is now scaling the operations uh, at, to reach more people. So mm-hmm. technical infrastructure perfectly in place. Uh, IT infrastructure pathway in place, what we're now investing in heavily is what we call the operational infrastructure. How do we reach more people uh, in the fastest way possible to drive adoption? So I, I think we're at a very good place and Uganda is a good environment to drive that.
1: Okay, so we have the golden question. Um, I think you touched, you touched upon it little by little, but I'll ask, allow me ask. What do you think it will take for us to achieve a middle-class economy? Now you can give an answer based on your sector.
0: Yeah, very good questions. I think there are about four areas to think about. Um, The first one is awareness. Um, How many people actually know um, that digitization drives um, uh, economic growth? And I'll give you a very um, practical example. And I'm sure Uganda is more than 82% agriculture heavy, right? Um, If you find a farmer who has uh, his two, three acres um, uh, that he tills and he grows maize, okay? And perhaps generates a few um, hundreds of kilograms of grain and goes and sells it to the nearby market. When when that farmer sells that grain, that transaction is not recorded anywhere. No one knows except him that actually he had, let's say 300 kilograms of maize. He has sold them in his local local trading center, and perhaps he got a few hundreds of thousands of uh, Uganda shillings. Now, in the absence of that, if that farmer wants to increase From one growing uh, one one acre or three acres to five to six, they will not have money because they don't have the capacity to expand. Now, one of the things that we believe is a big driver uh, for driving financial growth is that that if that transaction was digitized, if someone paid for that transaction digitally and that farmer received cash digitally, over time you build the transaction data. And this guy can go, this farmer can go to the bank and he says, in the last three seasons, I sold uh, 900 uh, kilograms of grain. And with those nine hundred kilograms, this is how much I received. I'm, I'm tilling only, only three acres. If you give me an extra one million Uganda shillings, I'm going to be able to till uh, three more acres and therefore my production will double. Now that is exactly why we are so passionate about digitizing payments for everyone. Now imagine if that farmer, if 82% of Ugandans are into agriculture, if every farmer digitizes their payments, over time you notice now productivity for every farmer can double, quadruple, uh, it's limitless, it becomes now limitless because there is sufficient data that confirms that actually that the the services they're doing can be traced financially and can access finance. Mm-hmm. And once you access finance, you're able now to increase production. So we believe that by digitizing retail payments, all payments uh, for every human being, over time their productivity will keep increasing. And once you keep increasing, now you start to remember employ more people, if the number of people you are employing to till three acres is not the same number of people you're going to employ when you till uh, six acres. And it goes to 10 to 20. So you end up employing more, and more people now have more money in their hands. That's how you get the country out of poverty. That Mm -hmm. is why we believe in prosperity for all, that once we digitize every payment, we drive prosperity for everyone. So that Mm -hmm. is uh, at the core of what we do. And that's exactly what digitizing payments does.
1: Mm. Okay. So we have a long way to go. We need to start now, especially communicators in the space. To start the sensitization, right? <laughs> yeah. That's,
0: uh, so that's one part. The that's second part, the
1: fact that the informal sector is still huge in Uganda.
0: Exactly. And mm-hmm. now, if you can imagine, um, there are so many people who are now aware of digitization. Um, your mates, my agents. Um, how many of how many of us are involved in that genre of digitization? Uh, how many many businesses do people have and still prefer to receive cash? So because we know information, uh, I think one of the biggest things we should do is to understand the value of digitizing payments so that everyone now can start uh, being part of that journey. So if you're in a business uh, or you're actually making a payment, the more you you ensure that you pay digitally, The more that transaction gets recorded, the more confidence the ecosystem gets to understand the value of that merchant. And over time, there's more money flowing in the ecosystem. And then people can access finance better. If people want to have funding, you know today, banks make money, most money from loans, right?
1: Mm, Yeah. Do you know that
0: predominantly, um, society people who get uh, unsecured loans um, why is that the case? It's because that transaction is tracked. Yeah. So imagine every transaction for every business is tracked. Now, over time, people get, a, a banks now can fund that because it's it's real data. It's been tracked. It can be analyzed over time. And we find that people who are digitizing more payments, actually, um, they they every time you digitize your business, it grows between 25 uh, to forty-five percent year-on-year guarantee. That it get that ex- extra extra lift. So that is one of the best things that we should do. Once you know, tell everyone, encourage it, participate in it. Move from cash. Go digital.
1: Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you're mentioning that. I'm glad you're saying um, this because I feel like our podcast really aligns with your view to help people. People just understand what what happens around us so that they can be curious and, you know, be vigilant to make our economy better in one way or the other, right? So, um, yeah, there we go. That's all we had time for. I think I only have one more last question. If we have, what do you expect from, what should we expect from Cellulant? What's exciting? What's something you're working on that we should expect? So well, I think I think it's around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Very
0: good question, uh, Aghi. So I think you should expect um, to see us driving digitization, digitization more often. You will see the Ting brand in more outlets than not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, over time you will, you will see us being part of your payment journey. Um, and we are doing that across different market markets. We are as good as we're still young in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Um, you will see us. More present on the ground, just making sure that we facilitate businesses to move their businesses from offline to online, and yeah. driving payments. So um, our objective is that the more people become digitize their payments, the more they become successful, and that is part of our DNA. That's that's what excites us. That's what drives us. When you see that small kiosk transforming to a large shop, transforming to a to a big um, outlet, that is what drives us. And that's what you should see. That's what Sayland, That's what you would see Sailor uh, do uh, quite often. Uh, it, and it is at the center of everything that we do. And we, you, sh- you should see us more often driving digitization, not only in Uganda, but across Africa. Well, so that's, that's what we do.
1: Exciting. Give us your feedback. We're on Facebook, on Uganda Podcast, and Instagram. If you're looking for any other communication solutions or you'd like to be hosted on this platform, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Aggie Patricia Terumwe and Aggie Patricia on Twitter.